we should read our Bibles. As men digging for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, because we got the map. Let's dig. What's going on everybody, welcome back. Yes sir. What's going on fellas? Boy, it's been some rainy, rainy weather here. I, I'm loving it though. The garden. I don't have to water anything, man. It's just it's been it's been great. God's watering it. God's watering it. Right. Except for the guys up in Kentucky. Our yeah. thoughts and prayers go out to those people. Yeah, right for now. sure. Yeah. For sure. That's been tough. I've heard just, some rough stories about everything going up there. It's just houses being swept away. I mean, that's unreal. <clears throat> yeah. They definitely can use your prayers up there. For sure. Which uh we got told a pretty interesting story uh, from our buddy over here, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, tell everybody about the, oh, the yeah. phone call you got That's from right. your mom. That's right. Well, this my mom cool. uh, gave me a call the other day. She went to a, a new hairdresser, I guess, from what she was saying, and uh, was sitting there. She's the only one in the place, and um, the hairdresser uh, starts asking her where she goes to church and all sorts of things of this nature, and uh, says... Uh, you know, did you know there were giants in the Bible? And, and, and there's just all these things that I, I had never heard of before. And my mom's like, oh, yeah. So the, 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 the girl says, well, my friend, she listens to this podcast. It's called, like, The Dirt or something like that. And my mom says, The Dig? She goes, yeah, that's it. She goes, she got her to, to, to buy the, the book, uh, uh, Unseen Realm, by, by Michael Heiser. She's reading it. Now I'm going to read it next. She's just loving this stuff. And, and my, my, my mom's sitting there going, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And the girl goes, yeah, all those guys, you could tell they're from somewhere down south, except for one of them. And my mom looks at the girl and goes, the one that doesn't sound southern, that's my son. And she goes, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So good shout out to, uh, to, to both of you out there to know that I love that this is reaching somebody. That's always what we say. Every time we're on here, we try to say, this is not about us. It's, believe me, I get so much out of this. I learn so much talking to you guys, doing all the, the, the deep diving, the digging myself. But the fact that if we can reach out and we can, we can change one person's life, one person's view, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. That makes everything we do worth one person. That's all that matters. And past that, if we can reach more, everyone's a blessing. Yeah. And it's it's an encouragement, too. You know, I mean, we do it, obviously, because we enjoy it. You know, it's a lot of fun, and it's just cool getting out here doing all this stuff. But, you know, when you actually do reach somebody and they start reading their Bible and they're excited and digging back into it again, that makes it all worthwhile. 
makes you want to keep doing it, you know, which we just going to keep doing it anyway. I mean, we enjoy it, but. So deal, oh, yeah. so deal with it. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, I guess uh, whose turn is it to pray? I can't keep up. Uh, we're gonna let Stephen pray. He ain't been here since. That's true. I was not oh, yeah. here last time. He's, he's Repent, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to every day. Repent again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's have a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for continuing to bless us as you have. Um, just continue to be there for us. Keep us safe in, in these crazy times that we live in right now. Please be with those people in Kentucky that are going through so much right now. People have lost loved ones. People are just losing everything that they own. Just please be there. Please help. If anybody out there can support them, please give them that notion, that, that feeling to help them know that there's ways to support those people. And just uh, continue to bless everything we do here and, and help us reach that next person. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this uh, this week it's discipline and self-control. Uh, it's something that Ben wanted us to look into, and uh, it's been quite yeah. fruitful. I think it uh, <clears throat> I think it'll help, hopefully. Right. I mean, I think, I think the lack of discipline is why we are – as a country, in the in the position we are in, no, it's definitely a big yeah. contributor. Yeah, that's right. I and mean, self-discipline too. Yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, self-discipline, self-discipline in return. If you have children, your own self-discipline is part of you disciplining your own children. Oh well, yeah, you set the example. You know, yeah, exactly. So I mean, you have to discipline yourself. You have to have that discipline to say. Oh, they're acting up, but heck, whatever. Go play your video games. Yeah. Leave me alone. And that's... Give them an electronic babysitter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's everything. I mean, you got darn kids in elementary school going to school with cell phones. Why? I didn't have a cell phone till college. I didn't have one till I started driving. Yeah. But to be fair, that might have been when they were invented. Well... <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, you ain't that much older. I had I, I got the first cell phone when I was driving, but I was only allowed to call my parents or family members. That was it. Yeah. And for the for the ones that are our age or older, I mean. Well, back then you had to pay what like ten cents a text, and you only oh, you know oh, got it was, so many it was phone so calls. many minutes of the or seconds, <laughs> however it was, on the phone. But after nine o'clock, it was free. Oh yeah, remember that. And your bedtime was conveniently ten. <laughs> you got an hour. Eight thirty. Uh, listen, before that even was the the pagers. That's all yeah. I remember was oh, the pagers. Pager. Everybody thought pager. that was so cool. They had their little chains to get, their pagers. Get and page. Go to a you know, payphone. I kind of and every number was a nine one one. I kind of wish an that, <laughs> that we went back to that because then you just you don't have to answer it. You, you oh, could yeah. say you know it, it's. It was at your convenience with the pager. Yeah, I seen, I, well, well, that whole thing, I seen the perfect meme the other day. And it was saying something like, um, you know, back in my day, and it had a picture of a corded phone on the wall. We answered the phone when it rang, not knowing who was on the other end. Yeah. How did we make at it? At all. Yeah. And I remember them, too. Easier know. days for telemarketers back then, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a telemarketer joke. So using Stephen's line, let's back up a little bit. Uh, my bad. Uh, 
So if we if we were to look up the word discipline, it says uh, that it is training expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior. And if you were to look up self-control, to control oneself, to master one's desires and impulses, self-control is the fruit of good discipline slash training. Huh. I guess that definition about nails it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, self-control, to control oneself, right. you know, pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Yeah. But, right. But, yeah, a good, a good discipline, you know, the fruit is self-control. Uh but one thing I always thought was good, I can't remember where I heard it, but ever since I heard it, it's just stuck with me. This guy said, you know, discipline is something that is done for the child, not to the child. Oh, of course, of course. You know, how many times, did you, you know, before you got your whooping, you know, oh, son, this hurts me more, more than it's yeah. going to hurt you. Yeah. Well, see, I thought that was BS. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No. I thought <laughs> it was BS. No. Yeah, until right? you had your own. Right. Now, now obviously, it don't hurt me physically. Yeah, like I'm hurting them, but I do. I hate to whoop my children. They're, but they're both boys, and by gosh, do they need them? Yeah. And the whole thing, like me and my wife kind of chuck chuckle about, is it's like it's like you're hitting a reset button on them. You know, which we don't obviously beat them for every little, you know, infraction. Oh, you spilt your milk, spanking. No, you. What do you do that for? You know, be careful, clean up. You know, but after it goes so long, it's like, all right, you're getting a whooping. And yeah. they'll sit there and kick and cry. No, what a whooping. Well, just like, you know, Stephen <laughs> was saying. But before we <laughs> no, got started a recording. Whooping. A whooping. You a know, whoop. every kid is, is different, too. Whooping, whipping. Discipline is not just spanking. Of course I mean? not. Yeah, it it's all correction, depends on the, you know? the, the child. Like mine was whoopings. That, or took my Legos away when I was a kid. My uh, sister don't take Ben's Legos. Oh, don't take my Legos. <laughs> my my sister though, it was take her time from her friends away, and you might you might as well cut her leg off. She'd cry and scream about it. Well, think about it. you think about the things that we had as a kid, and that's you know the well, things you could take was, away. Yeah. You didn't have much to take nowadays <laughs> no. with all the technology, the 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 cell phones, the the video games, the. I mean, how many other things these kids have that, and I know it's funny because we sit there and think about when we were a kid and our parents or our grandparents are saying, well, you guys have it so good. We never had any of that. And now you'll think about it. It's so true. You look at how much things have come along and the things that, that our kids have access to that we didn't, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. But um, the things that we have access or that they have access to that, that we can use as far as, um, motivation for behavior how's that sound right yeah. <laughs> yeah well you got more stuff to take away so obviously the actual physical whoop whoop whippings whippings, <laughs> whippings. whippings you know don't have to happen as much if you have those stuff to take away like in my house we don't you know they might lose their we do like a a strike method if keisha you know they i don't know we homeschool, so if Bruce ain't paying attention or, you know, throwing a tantrum or doing whatever, they'll get a strike. Well, if they get a strike, then they lose their turn the next morning on watching little, they like watching them uh, Avengers, cartoon version Avengers, right? So they'll lose demigods. their turn. Demigods. Yeah. Those demigods. Those demigods. But, uh, Those Nephilim. Anyways. <laughs> 
Next time you're in a haunted house, you see a spirit. It, it, it might be Thor. You don't know. Could be. Could be. Just as long as you don't hit me with that hammer or that light, <laughs> I'll be all right. But anyhow, um, but if they get three strikes, they get a whooping. Whipping. <laughs> whooping. <laughs> but so, one thing. If anybody had any, and I think I think you're going to go into this here in just a minute, but if, if uh, anybody's not from – uh, uh, the southern United States, the terminology here is just a little bit different. It's still taking me time oh, yeah. to kind of get used to it and still understand what people mean. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, actually, the other day at work, somebody's <laughs> telling me, yeah, you could go out there and you could you could have a cot today. I'm like, a cot? A cot? Like one you sleep on? Like a cot? No, them things with the string where you fly a cot. I'm like, a kite? A kite? <laughs> I, I just I can't understand half the time. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Could you, would you, ain't you gonna, if I asked you, would you, would you wanna be my baby tonight? That's right. Who was that? Country I, song. I want to say that was. But either way, yeah. Either George Strait no, or John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, Michael Montgomery. John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, he really summed up uh, redneck terminology in that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're very creative. We take words and just smash, slap smash them together. Them together. Between, yeah. between him and Jeff Foxworthy, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jeff but Foxworthy kind of did like the, the Rosetta Stone guy. for rednecks. <laughs> the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. The redneck of stone. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Have you ever seen Larry the Cable that I talk? Oh, yeah. the character? Oh, not out of character, no. Oh, he's from Nebraska. He talks as a Nebraskan would talk. It's like, what? This ain't the same guy. (laughs) Yeah. But getting back on track. uh, But like he was saying, you know, we're from the south, you know, and for the out of country, you know, listeners, you know, it's the southern United States. And if you've you've ever been here, you know, you may wonder, you know, why they even call it the Bible Belt. You know, you may wonder why everyone's just so nice and friendly and waves at you. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Mayberry, you know, kind of. <laughs> like yeah. Andy Griffith. But, you know, we're always saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, holding doors for women and elderly children. We, we respect our parents and our elders. You know, it's because we had discipline. You know, we, right. we were the Bible Belt. We were raised, you know, to discipline your kids and respect your elders, hold door for women and children and stuff like that. It's just a whole different culture from where we're at it's just beat into you from a young age or, or at least used to be used to be would be the i'm trying to bring it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh one thing that I, when i was doing this you know, i'll let you, one of you guys take over with some of the verses you right. have found uh but uh second timothy chapter three and verse one and i think it's one through six and you may ask yourself in society today, and you look around and ask yourself, you know, how did we get here? Oh, yeah. And, and this sums it up. I mean, this is supposed to be end times, but tell me this ain't today, okay? It says, uh, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but not but denying its power, avoid such people. And you could easily argue that it's because 
Oh yeah. That discipline and, yeah. and godly teachings have been taken out of our society. See, I mean, what is what is? They took it out of the schools. They take it out of the courthouses. Everything. Every, everywhere. Uh, well, they left them. Well, maybe now they're out. But I can't remember what. What. I want to say he's a comedian, but it was kind of. He was more of a biblical, uh, a Christian comedian, and he's talking about you take it out of the schools, you take it out of the workplace, you take it out of everywhere else. But then when you get in trouble, the Ten Commandments are still at the courthouse. Oh yeah, and if you break any of those Ten Commandments, more likely you're going to go to jail. Right. You know well, what I mean? well, what he's saying is, <laughs> why don't, don't steal, you, don't kill. You know, that's where you first see them. That's once you're already going to jail because you've done something. Yeah. Why don't you put them out there to say, oh, man, I Preventative measure. Yeah, 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 you know. Well, it just shows you that we've been given a... whole lot funnier. And... We've been given a conscience. Right. Right. We've been given a conscience, and we know. I have no clue how to stop this thing. We've been given a conscience, and we know um, what's right and what's wrong. We know that. Oh, I mean, right. it, like, yeah. God gave us that gift. He, he's given us that ability to know... The difference between right, right and wrong, and the Ten Commandments are the root of that. Like, that was God's law to us. Like, hey, you know, you could go back and you know, I know you guys went over the old law versus the new law, and we can right. go into so many different things in that. Obviously, which you guys have already done, but um, just you, you look at that and you see that there's a root of what is right and wrong. We know what's right and wrong. Our kids know what's right and wrong. So when they do something wrong, you oh, know they, a kid. Listen, know. Yeah. The kid knows. He goes and does something wrong. He might go hide in his room. He might go somewhere where you think, he's, you, oh, maybe if I go hide here, he'll forget about it in an hour. Yeah. The kid knows he does something wrong. They know. Right. And then you confront them, and then they start sweating. And, and that's. Try, you know, they're restless, and they know what they did. But that's a it's, huge it's part a, of. Right. Of, of, of discipline is making sure they recognize they recognize what they yeah, did. You have to have the discipline as the parent to raise your children in the correct manner. Mm-hmm. So we need the discipline so, so to, give, the to give out the discipline. Yeah, that's the <laughs> self-discipline. And then you can't just let them run you over. You have to discipline your children so that, you know. Well, I you think, can't just let them run you over. And a, unif- a unified front. What I've noticed a lot, That's, too, is, you know, you, you get a lot of, you know, social services and stuff like that involved. And they kind of, out of fear, tie parents' hands. Where the kid, you know, just got to, you know, lie and complain and say, oh, they beat me. Right. You know, and then you got to go through the court system and all that stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? And then kids, kids are smart. I, I've done it myself, manipulate the parents. You know, dad's usually the, the strong hand, the disciplinary one. Yep. And then you go to mom, you know, like, mom, he's, he's the, being too he's, hard on me, and, you know. Yeah. And then she'll be like, I'll oh, take it easy on him. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole divide yeah. and conquer tactics. I've been there. That's you know, a rule the, that Both me, parents got to be unified. Yeah, that's a rule me and Keisha made starting out before we, before we had the oldest one is if, if, Say she comes, or say Bruce comes to her and says, Hey, hey, mama, can I go outside and play? She says, No. Hey, daddy, can I go outside and play? You're getting a whooping. You're not, we're not playing this against each other. It's not going to happen. And, uh, 
but but like you said, you got to be on the unified front to where um, to where both parents or guardians or you know whatever situation they end up being in, they have to play the same rules. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. go, you know, say you're separated for for some reason. You know, you can't go over to to daddy's house and daddy's strict. But then when you go to mama's house, you get away with everything, or vice versa. You know, whichever. You, you're you're just wrecking that kid. Yeah, he's not gonna know anything, and it's the same with. You know, if you do that again, you're getting a whooping. He does it. You need to have teeth if behind you do that, that threat. Again, yes. You're gonna if you do that again. He's like. Psh. I ain't getting a whooping. Yeah, yeah, and then that no, time when no you finally do the whip him, then he's like, what happened? I've done it eight times. Why am I just now getting a You said I was getting a whooping the whole time. Consistency. Yeah. 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 You have and to what's have crazy, it. too, is, is this, as society, it stacks the deck against, you know, whipping. You know, godly people. It honestly does. Because think about it. The government incentivizes broken homes. Oh yeah, well you that's know, the you, whole if you, thing. If, if, if you can wreck you know, the house, if, if if I got with a female and had a child, yep. you know the Bible and God says that you know we're to, to you know get married, you know what I mean, and, and have a family unit. But then the government says, well, no, if you're a single mother, oh you'll get extra you'll get money. food stamps, you'll get subsidized housing, yep. uh, free health care, all these things. One. So so no wonder, and get big tax returns. So no wonder why. People don't families don't stay together or don't get married in the first place or just live together and put down right. somebody else's oh, address. Yeah. Oh, and because the, they know, incentivize it. I know many people who do that. And, and the fathers they're, are the disciplinary. They're married. Ones. They're married at heart, but they're like, oh, if we're married, then then we lose this money. Well, let's just not get married. Well, that ain't that's that's wrong all in itself. Well, yeah. And then you're when you split the homes, money. you're taking the disciplinary one out of the house. <laughs> you know, if if dad's gone, the firm hand's gone. If right. the firm hand's oh, yeah. gone, the discipline's gone. If the discipline's gone, then the new generation that's coming up is going to be all to hell. Oh, yeah. It's wrecked. Which yeah. is what we're living in today. Yeah. So let's see here. Let's see what we got here. Cause, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, honestly, that's the only thing really that's changed. And look look at the effects of that change. <laughs> Right, so Hebrews twelve eleven says, No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Just like we're saying. You know, you got, you. I mean, nobody likes getting their whippings. By the way, whippings is what you put like on a cake. Fair or enough. a pie. Well, then somebody would like that. A whooping. Oh, my bad. People don't like whoopings. At least I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I got Proverbs 12.1 here. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Yeah, see, mine says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. Right. And like, uh, which I ain't trying to steal this from you, but just coinciding with that, because I had, I had two little arrows drawn right. to it, was uh, Proverbs one seven. It says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
fools despise wisdom and instruction. And one thing that I, when I was deep diving on this, I found uh, was the word fear. And it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Let me get here on my computer. Proverbs 1-7. Is that word... Uh, can be translated as fear but the the hebrew word here is uh, yara and it can translate as fear but it can also uh, be translated as respect reverence and worship or or to be in awe of god right so it's like a, a duality once again you know yeah be in fear but also you know be in reverence and awe of right. god and that is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom and therefore with the one you said, that Proverbs uh, twelve one, yeah. whoever loves whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but you're not going to get the knowledge if you don't have fear or reverence, right? For God, yeah, and you're not, you know, if you like it's saying, if you hate correction, you're I stupid. Mean, you're stupid. <laughs> That's I mean, what it says. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to be right all the time. No, and, and if you are wrong and someone corrects you, next time you can be right. Because you now have the knowledge. What do you guys got? I got a whole lot more about it. Well, I mean, I got, uh, there's so much, and that's the thing is, uh, I don't want to get away from, we're talking about how important discipline is for, you know, our our children for in general. But I I just, I love this verse because I think it, it takes it to the next level. Um, When you look at, you know, is it Hebrews 12, 7? It says, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? And then same thing, Deuteronomy uh, 8, 5. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines his child, the Lord, your God, disciplines you for your own good. So we, I mean, what, what, if we look go at. They hand in hand. But look at, well, yeah. bib- biblically, you know, what is, what is our goal? In all honesty, our whole goal of the Bible is to be as godly as we can, to emulate God, right? right? I mean, that's be as close to God as we possibly can. God's given us an outline of how we're supposed to discipline our children. He also gives us an outline, or he, he, he actually shows that he's disciplining us the same way we should be disciplining our children. Amen. Right. So it, it And it just, it just says that right through there. So, I mean, and in turn, and I think you kind of said this earlier, too, is that that good discipline results in good self-discipline. So in the long term, what you're doing is creating stronger character. You're creating stronger. And, and it's the same thing that God does to us when I, and God knows better than anybody else. I do stupid things. Right. Right. And I've, and I've done a lot of stupid things throughout the hit throughout my, my past. And I, I'm deeply sorry for those, but God, he did discipline me for those in, in, in different ways. And because you were his, but he, but he, cre- he corrected the behavior, the issues at that time through me listening, finally listening. It took everybody in my life around me, uh, telling me I was doing the wrong thing to finally listen to God. It took everything to get to that point. So anybody out there, when we're talking about this, if you're sitting there going, oh, I can't do that. I can't discipline my kids. I can't do this. Just know, or, or if you're that same parent that's saying that I'm, I'm struggling, I've done everything I possibly can. I've done everything I've possibly can. I'm, I'm maxed out. I've done everything to this kid and they're still rebellious. They're still this, they're still that. You cannot give up on that kid. You cannot give up on that situation because 
in the end, I was that kid. I know that. I was that kid. My parents could have given up on me easily. And they, maybe maybe they should have. <laughs> but in the end, they could have given up on me easily. But they stuck by me through all this. They Even when I was at my absolute lowest, they stuck through me through all that. And they, and I'll be honest, they're two of the most godly people I know. My you parents are amazing. Half bad. I well, not half bad. <laughs> I'm a lot better than I used to be. We'll put Amen, it that way. Yeah. But you go through all that and you get to this point where you see that the 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 ends are justify the means. Just, well, they justify the means, but there is it, it's the whole season. You got to wait it out. It, well, yeah. and you do, but don't ever think that that you're alone in this. Always make sure you're praying. Always make sure God's there. Use God's word when you're talking about discipline. See what God says. That's a big part of what we always say. You know. We, we're we're going we're gonna to help you with the shovel, but you need to dig. And uh, I think that's just kind of a – sorry, I, I jumped off on a little tangent there. Uh, I apologize. Well, you got to – It is relevant. I mean, yeah, you got to look at – For it, once. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look at it like this also, right? So say, say everything's going horrible for you. Well, maybe look in the mirror. What are you doing or not doing? Because maybe the horrible is God disciplining you at that moment. I mean, if you live right life correctly in the right way that you can, yeah, you're, it's not going to be, you know, rainbows and ice cream all the time. You're going to have your troubles, but it ain't going to be that bad. It's not going to be unbearable. But if you're always just, you know, nothing's going my way, everything, well, what are you doing to correct it? And that one come, thing that too comes is, into your self-discipline. And I want to get into like a perspective. You know, if you ever find those times on you, you know, you should rejoice. Because, you know, like Stephen just said that verse, you know, God disciplines his own. Right. So if you're yeah. going through trials and disciplines and, and things like that in your life, rejoice knowing that you are one of God's children. Because if, you know... That's why you see a lot of people say, oh, well, the wicked just prospers. You know, the wicked just do what they want, and they're billionaires, and they got this going for them, that going for them. They're not a Christian. Yeah, because they're not God's children, yeah, so therefore they get the away with you, it. You can have all that, too. You know, because, yes, yeah, Psalms ninety four twelve, Blessed be uh, the man whom you discipline, O Lord. Uh, Proverbs eight thirty three. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Actually, in reference to kind of what you were just saying, I remember, and I cannot remember the verse off the top of my head, but we used it not that far back, was um, don't be concerned with the the evil ones in power or the ones that are um, successful, evil people that are successful. They will be judged. It's, I mean, and I can't remember. We brought that up in one of the last oh. episodes, and I can't remember exactly, but we brought that up, and it's the verse. It, it says, do not be... Oh, I'd have to find it exactly, but do not be worried about um, evil ones and their schemes. Uh, they will be judged. They will yeah. be judged, and I mean that to me is just we can't worry about other people. We got to well, worry about ourselves. Right. Well, it's only same, natural too. Yeah, the same yeah, yeah. Thing so on when that. you do, hey, it's because yeah, they 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 are in allegiance with the ruler of this world. Yes. Right. <laughs> yep. Yes. I mean yourself, us. You have. Booming over there. I know. I'm I'm bumping into every dang thing. You know, the president, the Congress people, the actors—they all have to answer to the same person. 
I'm a, and we've so said that. I know they all put their, you know, you can't like you're saying you can't look at them. They all put their pants on the same way. They're just like we are. But I think that's what I think that's a good point though. You see people who are are massively financially successful in this world. So you think they well, are also. You, but you see it though. You're talking about I'm sorry. I I, I don't want to throw names out there of people that I'm not a huge fan of, but Nancy Pelosi being one of them. Right. But if you go into, and we're trying to keep politics out of this, but if you go into, you see how successful these people are financially in this world and things of this nature, we can't. You, you, I'd like to think that the reason I suffer hard times or go through something difficult is because I am God's own. I'm not someone who sold my soul to the devil. I'm not someone who has uh, has um, committed the only sin that's unforgivable and reject the Holy Spirit. Right. So in that case, God will still discipline me to keep me on the right path, where I think that some of those people that we're talking about, some of those higher-ups, those other people in throughout our, our country, throughout our government, some of the people that, are, um, that I, I firmly believe have sold their soul for earthly possessions, earthly wealth, just as Jesus was offered the kingdoms of the world. I believe that some of those people have been offered those things as well. And they may be vastly successful here on earth, but when we look at the earth, it's a blink of an eye. Oh, they all die. They all die. And they're going to, they're going to deal with eternal damnation when, when God is still taking the time to correct us, each and every one of us. And you should look at that, like you said, as a blessing, because God's taking the time for just you. Out of everything. Out of of the billions of people on this planet. He's taking you just to say, you know what, Ben? You're doing this wrong. I need you to come back to center here. We need to get back. You need to start living more of a righteous, more godly life. He's taking that time out just for you because you are his own. And I think that's an important way to look at it. Yeah, Revelation 319. uh, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So he loves you. You know, you are his. Yeah, I think that's just important to look at it that way so people don't. Because how easy is it for you to say, man, this guy, you know, I see over on the other side of town, he's got the biggest house, he's got the nicest car. Why don't I have that? Then we fall into uh, talking about the Ten Commandments yeah, yeah. early. We're covering our neighbor's stuff as well. Right. But, but the thing is, our, our earthly possessions mean absolutely nothing. And, and we have to remember, God is in control. He's, he's disciplining us. He's... he's putting us on the right path he's showing us the way we have to be open to it but we are all we are all uh, rebellious children at times it's just our nature oh, it's it's yeah, our sinful sure nature it's our nature but i think it's it's just really important to realize god's taken that individual time just for you to try to bring you back and that should make you feel incredibly special to know that he's looking just at you right now right i, I want to say the song's called stars that skillet sings and in the song it says um, out of you know all the vast of the stars and everything, he still calls me by name. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just insane, you know. So there's there's hope out there. You just have to. Hope is everywhere, but you gotta you gotta be you gotta open find, to yeah, it. You gotta go after it. No, I agree. What you got, Justin? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you every time you get on a roll. Oh no no, uh, I was just gonna go into. To something pretty familiar I think maybe a lot of us kind of overlooked you know with with discipline and I know you probably got those uh, verses where it talks you know specifically about the rod but before we get here yeah. before we get into that 
I want to read something that should be familiar to everybody that's ever been to a funeral. Right. And, and, and show you how that applies. You know, Psalms 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So there you have a mention of, of a rod and a staff, you know, and, and Christ, you know, called himself the good shepherd, you know, right. and we're the yeah. sheep, you know. So he used a lot of allegory and, and you know, uh, parables symbolism. and stuff like that. Yeah, symbolism. So, you know, the shepherds always have a rod and a staff. The rod symbolizes authority, power, discipline, and defense. They would use this to d discipline sheep if need be, but also to defend them against the wolves and other predators. The staff symbolizes long-suffering and guidance. It was a long-hooked staff, you know, six-foot average. Uh, they could hook the sheep and pull it away from danger or hold up baby sheep with the hook when they're st just learning how to walk. They would also use, use it to gather the flock in together and to nudge them through new gates or away from ledges on dangerous paths. So the rod and the staff comforts you because you know your shepherd, God, the good shepherd, has a rod to discipline you if need be, to fight off anything that comes against you, a predator, and a staff to nudge you in the right direction or the right path. I thought that was pretty cool. That is, I mean, yeah, I always looked at the rod in that case as, you know, just keep the wolves away or whatever. But, I mean, that m makes perfect sense. Like right here is uh, Proverbs well, my 13, 24. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. So just to throw one, interject one thing in here when we're talking about Proverbs. Who wrote Proverbs? Solomon, right? Solomon wrote Proverbs when Solomon became king after King, uh, after king David, right? Solomon, God came to Solomon and said, I will give you anything you want. What do you want? Well, yeah, Solomon said, I want wisdom. And God, God, was, God was pleased with what he chose. So God said, I'll give you all that and more. And with wisdom, and they talk about that one where the two prostitutes come in with one baby. Yeah. One had rolled over on her baby in the night and snatched the other one's baby and came in, and they were both claiming it was their baby. So the ba so Solomon says, bring me a sword. I'll cut it in half. You guys can each have a half. And then the one who was the, actually the mother said, no, give it to her. I just want him to live. So right. I, you just thinking about all these verses about discipline are coming from the one who God quite possibly gave the most wisdom to of all time at the time. And Solomon as right. an early king was a pretty amazing king. As a later king, obviously things fell apart. Well, but, he was still right. amazing. He just switched teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know that's I mean? a good way of putting yeah. it. But he just, the, the, when we're talking about, there's so much about, I mean, I have just half of, half of the verses I've, I've, I've looked up for most of this. It's all from Proverbs, yeah. and it's yeah, all about it discipline all from Proverbs, and yeah. how important it is and all those things. And I think that's, that's so cool. And I, 
I'm going to I'm going to throw my catchphrase in there one one time. I apologize jumping back again. I'm going to back up just a little bit. You had talked a little bit about earlier about, you know, that the t- kids going into timeout and things of that nature, right? Proverbs 29:19 says, "Word alone will not discipline a servant. Words may be understood, but they are not heeded." And that's I think good. that's a that good is, way of looking at it. It's like you telling them, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All means, bark, no that bite. means nothing. Nothing. And then this is the other part that, that when we talk about the, the next step. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And that includes your children. They were given these gifts. It's our job to help develop them. It's our job to help nurture those gifts. And I think that's, that's huge when you think about, uh, we talk about, you know, you talk about the fruits of the spirit, the gifts that God's given us. The, 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 we're blessed beyond all compare when you think about what we've been given by God, if we just choose to use it. But in this case, when we're talking about those things, think about what it says. It says, uh, 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 he's given us a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. That means that we have the ability to, to stop what we're doing. If we're doing something wrong, we can, we oh, yeah. can with his power, we, we can. The choice. Yeah. But it's exactly. our choice. That's right. It's our choice. It's like right here. I just actually had uh, Proverbs 15, 5. But I'm going to read from 3 to 6. So Proverbs 15, 3. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learn or yeah, whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. I mean that's that goes back into what we were talking about. Yeah. Those people who uh, have all that earthly that's right. wealth yeah that we'll see i was looking at it and that's where i mean just because they they look like they're happy i mean look at them you know you have all these actors and like comedians are the worst for it they make everybody laugh but they get themselves caught up in drugs and usually kill themselves yeah they look like they got it all going on but deep down they're as lost as lost can be. So just because they look like they got it going, they got that big house, you don't know what their true life is. Mm-hmm. You, you just look for yourself. Do your own. Guide yourself. Don't worry about what the other people are doing. Because mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, you have to answer for yourself. Well, you think about Not it. for Bobby or Billy or Mr. Richman yourself the in the end everything that i look at what i have uh, like i said all the gifts god's given me and it is uh, just what i have is ten thousand times more than i deserve it's way more than i god has blessed me with an unbelievable wife two great kids i still figured that while your wife's with you i i still listen she better not listen to this one (laughs) i don't want her to get wise but In all honesty, you just look at all the gifts that we've been given. We are so blessed. And, and you know, you want to pass that on and pass that mentality on to your kids as well. I think that's a huge part of discipline, too, is 
kind of their viewpoint of the world. And 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 well, they're the future leaders of this world. If you don't invest, in I hope that, my kid's I mean, not one of the future leaders of this world. I hope he be. isn't. They're going to be. Uh, he'll turn around. No. <laughs> Hopefully, that youngin's a wild one. He he has he has he's got a live a, wire. He's got his moments, but I tell you what, it, it was it. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it was James Dobson. Did you ever you ever the focus on the family? You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard that I've before? I've focus on the family. I think that Dr. James Dobson, I think, I think it was him that said that um, your kids at some point in their life are going to be rebellious. Oh, yeah. They're, They're gonna all going to be rebellious. However, I hope they get it out early. Well, true. Yeah. Get so I'd rather have bit. them. I'd rather have it be now yeah. and then have it be easier later than, uh, than vice versa. So Well, it's like this right here. Um, chapter 19, verse 18 in Proverbs. Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. That's, that's a really good way of putting it. I like that. Right? Mm-hmm. I got that right here. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I got too. that right here. But going back to the, the rod. Sorry, right? I know we jumped off it again. Oh, yeah, we, we bounced around. Back up, it's back up. It. Back it on up it. again. Uh, the Proverbs twenty two fifteen. 15. Uh, Folly is bound up in the hearts of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Uh, Proverbs 23, 12. uh, Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. What's death? Which when I read that, I thought of that Chinese guy off Hangover. Did you die? <laughs> you right. Know? So I mean, it's like you know, you ain't gonna you know kill your kids by not disciplining them and, and giving them structure and, and self control. They could easily kill themselves or someone else when they get older because you spared the rod. You know, it, it's the exact opposite of what most people's fear is: hurting their kid or. Right. No, oh, your you kid's gonna, gonna hurt, hurt himself and others later in life if you don't. Right. You know. I didn't write it develop down. Them and now. I can't find where it is, but it also says, it said something about, you know, discipline your your child, but don't antagonize. Oh yeah, I got it on here. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't antagonize them to anger. That's right. Yeah, I could. I didn't write it down. I meant to. But. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians six three. Fathers don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Proverbs twenty nine fifteen says, "The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother." Twenty nine sixteen. Fifteen. Read seventeen too. Got it. I just wrote down 15. Okay. 17. Well, well, 16. We'll just go from there. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes or flourishes. <laughs> I can't read. Sin flourishes. It's not his fault. He can't yeah. read. But the, God, but the <laughs> godly will live and see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad I like that it, well 18 when people do not accept divine guidance they will run wild so I guess your boy ain't accepting it <laughs> but 
but whoever obeys the law is joyful. And then it goes to the words is alone is not discipline. Discipline a servant that you read earlier. Yeah, I think the that's... Word, the words may be understood, but are not heeded. I think that's, I think that's a really important one. So you ready to move on to self-control? Sure. Wear it out. Self-control, uh, you know, is a form of self-discipline. You know, what does the scripture say about self-control and correcting slash disciplining others? Uh, which you, uh, Stephen mentioned Second Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God gave us spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Uh, in that same book, Second Timothy chapter four, verse two, it says, "Preach the word. Be ready in and out of season. Repre- reprove, rebuke, exhort, with complete patience and teaching." Right. Well, I mean, you get you can't just pick and choose, either. You know what I mean? You gotta if you're gonna be disciplined, you gotta be disciplined all the time. All right. And it also, too, it says, you know, preach the word, be ready in and out of season to re- reprove, rebuke, exhort, you know, not yeah. only yourself, you know, but, you know, your, your friends, yeah. loved ones, well, see, fellow Christians. Yeah, if you're, if but you're you got to do it out of loving kindness if, and right. good if spirit. You're, if you're a true friend, you know, if I'm your friend and I'm messing up, I'm out here talking to other women, on, you know, texting them or whatever, and you find out and you, hey, buddy. You're right. I'm wrong. You know that that takes discipline on myself to to adhere to your advice. Oh yeah. And then takes my self control. Well, just like to earlier we read, you know, a fool is a folly is the one who yeah. you know uh, despises you know reproof. That's right. So me talking to you about texting other women is me reproofing you. Yep. And if you Man, mind your own business. You yeah. know, don't be worried about yeah. me. Worry about I'm you. The fool. Then yeah. you're the fool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Galatians chapter six, verse one. If anyone is caught up, and this goes with that. If anyone is caught up in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him with disciplining and correction in spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Comes back to your self control there too. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. You know, your uh, self-control is your defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, how many people do you, you know, you, you know, chew out or whatever, and then they just straight cuss you. You know, it's, they're, not taking it i mean obviously if you come to them cussing them right but if you're tra- you know being the correct way to you know if you're to, like hey man i love you but you messing up here you yeah. know no 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 you know you coming right. from a place of love you right. know right you're trying you know and if they're the ones that are whatever they say yeah that's all you can do yeah you know it's up to them to take the advice all all your job is is to offer it. The whole can't lead a horse or lead yeah. a horse to water, but can't that make him drink? Mm-hmm. And I thought of Stephen when he was talking about you know the things of this world. You know we shouldn't be worried about the things of this world. You know, First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter nine verse twenty five says, 
Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath or crown, which in Greek, you know, Stephanos, crown of victory. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about, you know, the whole Roman games, you know, the the laurel wreath that you would get on your head. So it says, they do it to receive a uh, perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. So we're trying to get the whole self-control thing down for our eternal uh, victory crown. Starting to rain. Yeah, maybe hear it on the tin roof. Can't get more Tennessee than that. That's that's, that's God, though, uh, watering our plants again. Like I said, let's just hope it's here and not in the places that don't need it right now. Yeah, yeah stay away from Kentucky. It has enough water. Yeah, it sure does. Anybody else got anything on this? On I, self-control? Didn't, I didn't do anything. I, just, I think, uh, I, d- I, think the, I mean, what you're preaching to there is spot on. I mean, I think that's the whole point that we said before is, is good discipline leads to that, leads to, you know, good self-discipline or good self-control is just always having that um, – Knowing, knowing that we always have, you know, God's given us the ability to differentiate right and wrong. God's given us that ability to know, you know what, you shouldn't do that. There's that little, you know, the old Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder, right? The, yeah, right. The, your conscience, yeah. like, especially now, you know, JC, after, after Jesus. Jiminy Cricket, yeah, Jesus ooh, Christ. There you go. You know. yeah. But think. Kind of like the Narnia think, series. Yeah, some symbolism there. That is good, the Narnia series. But go ahead. That is good. No, it's it's just... Symbolism was a late 19th century <laughs> art movement. Oh, you hear that? ...and Belgian origin in poetry and other arts seeking to Apparently. represent absolute truth symbolically through language and metaphorical images, mainly as a reaction against naturalism and realism. Do you want me to keep reading? No, thank you. That's good enough, Siri. Hello there. I know. That's crazy. Just want you to know we'll we're, roll with it. we're apparently also preaching to everybody at Apple right now. Yeah, we meant to do yeah, that. They're listening. They're listening to That's us. That's right. But I, I just think I think it's important that we know and we understand that God, ever since, you know, when Jesus died and, and, and the first Pentecost happened, with the Holy Spirit inside us, we were given such a gift to, to, to not only differentiate right from wrong, but to be able to speak to God anytime if we're having, if we're struggling, if, if someone's having a, an addiction issue, if someone's having um, uh, just a really tough time in life and they're like, why me? God says he'll never give you more than you can handle um, without, you know, on your own with his help. Oh, yeah. So I think it's important that we, we... And that's also why we go through struggles that we do because he's preparing us for something that's going to come later. Well, there's... <laughs> There's a lot that's going to come later, and I, and that's the thing is that that's why it's never been more important than now. And I'm sure people have said that for the past thousand, two thousand years. It's never been more important than now to be ready to um, make sure we're molding our kids into a way that we want them to be uh, godly. To want them, you know, I, I know they say there'll be no, no uh, sadness, no, you know, nothing, nothing bad in heaven. And I, I don't know how to comprehend that when you say, like, you think if someone, a parent goes to heaven and their child doesn't, I don't know how. Or vice versa. Or yeah. vice versa, how you can yeah. how you can say there wouldn't be any. I mean, I, I, I don't question God. I don't, you know, that's not. But you just think if you have the ability to keep somebody on the, 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 the right path to help them 
to guide them, you know, and, and this can be, you, I mean, you guys were talking about it earlier with friends as well as, as with our children, um, with each other. If we can keep each other on the right path, all we're doing is just helping that number up in heaven and, 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 and doing God's work. And I think it's so important that we keep pushing forward. And we talked about it earlier, and I'll say it again. If we can reach one person out there, if there's somebody out there right now that you know is hurting that you could share this with, share it with them. Give it to them. We, that's, that's our the whole, whole goal. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole, whole mission point. is that we want somebody out there who needs to hear this to hear this. And if you know somebody would help, this would help out with, pass it on to them. And please, and, and Justin has the... Um, has the uh, uh, the email address? Go ahead with the. Oh yeah, if you got questions, uh, comments, uh, suggestions for future episode ideas, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, our uh, email address is the dig four two three at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. Please, if you have a question or if you just need. Uh, just some more resources, some, uh, some, some other guidance, something that we could at least help with just, or any other ideas of something that you'd like us to talk yeah, on. Prayer requests. Prayer requests. show. I mean, anything. Would love that. I think that if we can help you in any way on that regard, please reach out. Um, I think that we're trying to, to build not, not, just this podcast but try to build the community up as much as we can we want everybody around us to to be living that godly lifestyle to try to keep moving forward in a world where it's getting exceedingly hard to do it because it's yeah. a ripple effect oh, it, yeah. if we sure. just get one person they get then one that person. one person yeah. gets one person it's going to dramatically affect the world around us in a positive place to grow the kingdom yes and just look at it like this like you're saying, we're trying to, you know, you build you a good, a good group of people around yourself, and they build, and then them people build a great, good group of people around themselves, and it, it expands. I mean, you have nothing to worry about then. I mean, the only people that you're around, I mean, say you do a whole town, there everybody's on the same page. You're following God's. God's rules and commandments and doing everything that we're, we're supposed to do living as Christ-like as we can you could leave your, a daggone hundred dollar bill in your car on your cup holder with the keys in the ignition the windows rolled down and the door wide open and wouldn't have to worry about a thing and the sad part is 30-40 years ago it was like that it was that what's way what's changed well, I, discipline I think oh. it's a key factor. I know, it, I do. I know. I just had to say that. Trying to do I just it. had oh, to say I'm that. Sure Bringing it all together. There's more than one devil in in the, in the room there oh, in the yeah. equation, but I mean, it, well, it's yeah, way I more mean, complicated. But it's like the whole thing. I mean, my dad, he was in the military. He was he was a Green Beret. He, it was a little rough when we were younger. His fuse, he'll tell you it back in. His fuse was like. A negative inch. <laughs> Just it, it got more than ninety degrees, son. His fuse is going off. Mm. But uh, you know, and there's parts of times where I hated that. But he he gave you know I got whoopings. You know I'm sure it wasn't, but I tell people, shoot, I got a whooping every day. It felt like it, you know. 
But uh, maybe you deserved it. No, I probably did. <laughs> but looking back, it's like, you know, I've told them before. You know, thank you for everything. Because it might have like it like we read before. It's not enjoyable going through it. No. But if I wasn't making the choices that I was making, I wouldn't have been getting disciplined. But I was just ignorant and stupid and hard-headed. And look at you now. Ignorant, <laughs> stupid, and hard-headed. Which we're closing uh, up. Oh, yeah, what was you going to yeah, say? Well, I was just saying, you know, you have to have it. And if you don't, you know, I don't know if we read it, but spare the rods, pull the child. Well, you I'd, know, that's that's the, probably the most common Bible verse about discipline, but and that's exactly what you do. And what happens when the child's pulled? I think you gotta. It, it's it's there. You gotta thank. I mean, we all gotta thank our parents for where we're at. Oh, yeah. We gotta thank people that were around us that got us to where we were. Because if I didn't have godly people around me, even when I didn't want them around me, if I didn't have them there, I this could have been a totally different. I could have ended up in a totally different place right now. Right. I so, just I just thought about a I'm saying that I that. heard from somebody is if you spoil your child or if you raise your child, you get to spoil your grandchild. If you spoil your child, you end up raising your grandchild. I've seen that. And if that's ain't the truth. I've seen that a lot. All right. Well, I think I think we're about at that point, huh? Yeah, we're closing in on the hour mark. I was just going to uh close with uh how he's talking about the kingdom and the whole ripple effect you go and all that go ahead uh galatians it talks about uh you know that we've been crucified with christ you know those that belong to christ have crucified uh, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires in you know matthew 16 24 if anyone wishes to come after me he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me the whole self-control uh Romans 12:2 Do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good acceptable and perfect and then closing 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11 and I went with the NLT cuz I like their translation of this better but it says dear friends I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners in this land to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Mm. Whether we see it or not, we've talked about it in other episodes. This is a spiritual battleground and wars raging all around us whether we see it or not. That's right. Trying to get you to choose the right thing or the wrong thing. 100%. Temptation's always there. That's what you do with it. Yep. But guys, thank you for tuning in and if you can't remember anything, whip your kids. We thank you for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. Questions, comments, or future episode ideas, we'd love to hear from you at the dig 423 at gmail.com. If you enjoy our content, don't forget to share, subscribe, and check out our Facebook group at the Dig Podcast. Remember, you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. You gotta dig.